Listening to New England Public Media News, I'm Adam Frenier, and this is the shortlist NEPM's Week in Review. Joining us today on the line, Chris Collins, contributing editor with Franklin County Now, and Larry Parnas, investigations editor with the Berkshire Eagle. Chris, Larry, thanks for being with us today. Hey, good to be here. This week, Massachusetts Governor Charlie Baker announced a further rollback of the state's COVID-19 restrictions. Starting today, mask rules have been relaxed outside, and in the coming weeks, businesses like amusement parks and bars will be able to reopen with guidelines in place. Brian Stahl manages two bars in Amherst. He says he's going to keep one of his places closed for now because it's just too small. It's almost impossible to get a true six-foot clearance to the bathrooms and then in between tables, in between the bar where the servers could walk and in between customers, of course. And the governor says if health metrics stay positive, all business restrictions could be removed by August 1st. Chris, is Massachusetts ready to get back on roller coasters and bar stools again? Well, it certainly <laughs> seems like it. And, and I, 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 I often wondered if, if the, the uh, rules regarding bars weren't some puritanical way to keep uh, people from consuming alcohol. I've often wondered that, and the conspiracy theorist in my head used to think that. But hey, look, this is all positive news. Uh, hopefully, we have this thing on the run. Um, but I wouldn't be shocked if things change, if we have a spike, if everything gets rolled back. So, as as optimistic as I am, cautiously, I, I still think we haven't heard the end of this. Larry, looking at that August first date, does that feel like the light at the end of this very long tunnel we've all been in, or is it too much too soon? If there's a light at the end of the tunnel, it's a faint one. Uh, there's still a lot of uncertainty about whether anything will happen between now and then. Things look good. Vaccination numbers are strong and the uh, percentage of positive tests keeps falling. So there's reason to be hopeful. I think people have been on a roller coaster this whole time. And I think people are going to adjust differently to this. Uh, Memorial Day weekend really, I think, is going to be a key a key date because that's uh, as you guys know, is the date that uh, bars open. And I think with the, you know, the festive summer season coming back in, that's really going to be the test of how comfortable people are getting back out there. There was a lot of talk this week about newly released census data and what that would mean for congressional districts across the country. In Massachusetts, there could also be an impact on the territory state legislators represent. The Berkshire Eagle reports lawmakers from Berkshire County feel their districts could be expanding eastward as population drops or remains stagnant. Larry, if this happens, could it result in the Berkshires losing some influence on Beacon Hill if their lawmakers have to cover larger areas? I don't think so. I think... You know, you come in and your uh, your territory is even larger. You represent a geographically larger part of the state. I don't think that has any influence. You know, these are already extremely large districts. The Senate district out here is 52 communities in four counties. It's kind of crazy, you know. So the idea that uh, it's estimated that that Senate district is going to add, say, 15 to 20,000 more people to it, uh, it's already... Uh, a challenge for these, this current senator, Adam Hines, to, to, to be out there and to be representing it. Chris Leary mentioned State Senator Adam Hines' district. State Representative Paul Mark also already has a far-flung district spanning from parts of Pittsfield all the way to the Franklin County communities of Greenfield and Northfield. Is it asking a lot of lawmakers to cover such large geographic areas? Well, I've talked to Paul about this. It's not easy. Um, I think that the level of representation of a given district depends on the representative or the senator 
in question. And luckily Berkshire County has some really good people. So does Franklin County, but I don't know how he's going to have a bigger district than he already has. He already has geographically the largest house district in the Commonwealth, but, you know, and, and he's put a lot of miles on his car. We've talked about this a bunch of times, whatever happens, these reps will figure it out. It's just going to be, make their lives a little more difficult and their jobs a little tougher. Meanwhile, in Connecticut this week, Governor Ned Lamont signed into law a bill eliminating the state's religious exemption from requiring vaccinations for students. The new law will require shots for all students unless they have a medical exemption. Lamont says the bill will keep kids safe in classrooms, but some parents plan to sue, saying their constitutional rights have been violated. This debate is not specifically about the COVID-19 vaccine yet, as that's not approved for use in most children. Chris, other states, although not Massachusetts, have taken a similar step. Do you think opponents have a case? I think you're going to see it play out in the courts. Uh, I don't know how you can just set aside religious exemptions like that. And I understand that there's a public health question, and I get that. But I think you're going to find that the courts are going to find differently on this. You really can't just make a decision that goes against somebody's religious beliefs. That's not really what this country was built on. Larry, could this cause an increase in students who are schooled at home? Oh, possibly. Uh, I'm kind of curious about what the nature of that religious uh, objection is. I think it's, I guess people get to define what is their, provides religious meaning for them. But there's all kinds of things the government does to protect the safety of other people, akin to, you know, you can't, shout fire in a crowded theater. There's a, so there's a First Amendment restriction, but it's for public safety. And I think the governor was pointing out as this bill was signed that children who are in school who are not vaccinated, they can pose a risk to other people in terms of transmission of, uh, of infections, including measles and mumps and you know, these very common things that have been largely stamped out. And we wrap up this week back in Massachusetts, where Governor Baker is filing legislation aimed at making the state's roads safer. The proposal would allow for red light cameras at intersections. Police would be able to pull people over for not wearing seatbelts and includes other provisions around licensing. Chris, does Massachusetts need to bolster traffic safety? Well, according to the governor, they do. I'm not entirely sure that that is uh, that's the right call. I've never been a big fan of of sort of too many laws. However, you're talking about a situation where you have as many or, or more accidents in a time when fewer people are on the road. Uh, I, I'm just hoping that this is an opportunism disguising itself as legislation, which is what it smells like a little bit to me. Larry, I'll give you the last word. I'm wondering whether Chris Collins is going to claim a religious exemption to stopping at, uh, at red lights. <laughs> I, I, I think what makes I, I already do that. <laughs> I think we all, I think road safety is important and uh, people who drive cars uh, irresponsibly and negligently, I think um, certain steps to enforce punishment of that kind of behavior to save pedestrians and bicyclists is warranted. All right, Larry Parnas with the Berkshire Eagle and Chris Collins with Franklin County Now. Thanks for being with us today. Thank you. Thanks, Adam. And thank you for listening to The Shortlist, NEPM's Week in Review. You can catch us at any time wherever you get your podcasts or at nepm.org slash podcast hub. I'm Adam Frenier, and this is New England Public Media.